every drop is brewed especially to suit the modern taste. Bavarian's is for your man and you too. America's fastest growing beer. We like it. Cheers, everyone, and welcome to the Unfiltered Gentleman. And now, with a higher BAC than your ABV, Greg, Ali, Scott, and Dan. Hey, everybody, Greg here from the Unfiltered Gentleman. Uh, I'm very excited to sit down and talk with a couple of brewers who are making some great beer in Ventura County. Before I introduce them, I want to say that this is the first in person interview we've done since 2019, and uh, very excited for that. And I also want to make sure everybody out there in Instagram land knows. We are not only socially distanced, we have wiped down all microphones, we are outdoors. I don't think we could have handled this any cleaner if we tried to. So with that, I am here at Poseidon Brewing in Ventura, 5777 Olivas Park Drive, Unit Q, if you guys haven't been out here. I'm with Ollie and Ant. We're hanging out, we're having some beers, we're going to talk about some beers. Before we get too deep, I got to say that you guys, and probably Ennegrin, we're like the originals for my beer drinking in Ventura County. Oh, wow. You guys have been around 2013? This year will be our seven-year anniversary coming up in August. Yep. Yeah, that's nuts. You yep. guys are one of the originals in, in Ventura City for sure and in, in Ventura County. And I remember coming early, hey, you want to go to a brewery? It's like, we got breweries around here? Well, <laughs> hell yeah, let's go drink beer. Uh, that was before it was cool to know about the beer. So um, very excited to be finally getting to sit down with you guys. Uh, and, and thanks for helping shaping me as a drinker. It's uh, it's been very influential. So let's let's introduce you guys, Ollie. Tell us a little bit about you and, and your background before brewing. Yeah, uh, Greg. Thanks for having us. First off, man. Um, Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to. It. I don't know what a, what an honor, man. Like <laughs> first time in win, like over a year and a half or so. But uh, yeah, I'm a little rusty on these things. So let's yeah. uh, let's get in with it. So I, um, I feel you. Like I, like I said earlier, I feel like I left my butt at home. It's just gonna, should be catching up here a little bit. <laughs> maybe maybe when we get into these beers a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I'm Brian Oliver. I'm the uh, uh, co-owner. I own the Poseidon Brewing Company here in Ventura with my wife v- uh, Vanita, as uh, we affectionately like to call the Admiral, and uh, <laughs> most recently the CDC Center for Disease Control for Poseidon Brewing Company. She's <laughs> uh, she's keeping us on the right side of the law and safe. <laughs> And, uh, so my background a little bit, a lot of people's like, where does, uh, where does the name Poseidon come from? The brewery was actually going to be named Deep Sea Brewing Company. Okay. Cause my naval career, I was a underwater construction diver, uh, in the Navy and, you know, they called us Deep Sea Divers and it was just a cool name to have. Right. Um, kind of lost out on that one and we went back to the drawing board and, uh, we came up, uh, instead of the. Instead of the deep sea, what about the god of the deep sea? And as soon as I heard it, it's like resonated. It was like, oh wow, that's the name. That's the name that it should have had the first in the first place. You yeah. Know? So it's like one of those serendipitous moments where like something really happens for a reason, and the man, we we were off to the races from there. And the branding is is dead on with that too. Yes, the branding. Uh, I will not take any claim <laughs> to that at all. That was literally that was. This is all new branding. Actually, within the last couple of years, we went through a whole rebranding. Um, we had a basic logo. This one really picks up a lot more of the elements and the color. Vanita worked with a company up in Oregon, Blind Tiger. Okay, and Blind Tiger has been phenomenal to work with. I mean, literally, you just mentioned something, and they they're sketching it up, and they got it to you the next day. That's awesome. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal artists. Phenomenal graphics. Um, super happy to work with them. Let's talk about the uh, the guy out here getting sunburnt. The, the bearded only, wonder. The bearded wonder, the only one in the sun. Oh, Vita's <laughs> always joking that uh, she's saving me loads of money in uh, health insurance by keeping me indoors all the time <laughs> brewing the beer. <laughs> Speaking of brewing the beer, how'd you get involved? How'd you, how'd you come along, join the team? How'd that all start? <sighs> Uh, oh, this it, is a good one. Man, it was uh, <laughs> five, six years ago now. Ish. Uh, I came stumbling into the brewery uh, before they were even open. Uh, I came pounding on the door, wanting to brew beer, wanting to talk to the owners. Uh, ended up talking to Reno, who was the head brewer before I came in. Mm-hmm. Um and I never left. I was just <laughs> pestering, <laughs> brewing beer. And then Ollie comes walking in one day. He's like... Who's this guy on the deck? 
<laughs> Are we paying him? <laughs> well, the the rest of the what he's not telling you is is uh, every craft beer attorney out there would tell you that there is no such thing as a volunteer in the brewery legally. <laughs> so, so I was like, Reno, I don't know who he is, but you got to get rid of him, run him off. <laughs> it's like, but. He kept he kept popping up, and it, it was a uh, another one of those moments. That I, I just believe that the things lined up. I, I was getting out of the navy, and I had to have a, a pretty pretty extensive shoulder surgery, and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to sling bags and mix grain and all that stuff. And we're like, he was still around. I'm like, hey, you apparently like this place, man. Would you you want a job? <laughs> and then he accepted, um, and. Here we are, years later. He's he's actually running the running the brew house yeah. now. Yeah. Figured you might as well put him on the payroll. Yeah. Make it official. Yep. That's awesome. Um, so who's designing recipes then? Uh it's a little bit of a collaborative effort. Um and the like one of the latest ones is like we got into uh um our first lager last year. Kind of give you an idea how it goes down. It's like a uh, hey, we got an idea, let's brew this type of beer. And it's new to us. So then we uh like to do our due diligence so we phone all of our friends and we google the hell out of the style and what and then in true form everybody's like well you must do this well no i don't do that you can do that and it was just all over the board so we're like arguing like a like an old couple like no we should do the pitch rate of this no we should do like 25 pounds of freaking vienna no we should it's like uh and after like much deliberation we kind of like settle in take all that information and like just bring it down into what we're gonna do it's no one person. Yeah. Yeah, we work on we work on it together. It's a collaborative effort. It's definitely like a, a Wonder Twins moment where we just come <laughs> walking in, bump fists, and like, all right, form of brewer. <laughs> <laughs> Do we just become best friends right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking of, let's let's try one of these guys in front of us. Where should we start off? Yeah, so we got, uh, we're going to do four, four today, um, fifth, depending on how much time we got. But uh, <laughs> we figured we'd do a, a good swath of like everything we have to offer. Um, some real popular ones, and they're all freaking popular to me. <laughs> Don't get me to choose my own kids, but like we're going to go from like malty to hoppy and citrus all the way to straight fruit. And then we got another, uh, a new beer with uh, Zamba hops from BSG that we're going to break out here in a little bit too is our nice. uh, second uh, hazy IPA go around. Oh, cool. Yeah. So the first one, kick this thing over to Ant to get her going on Ironclad yeah. Irish Red. For those of you that don't know, an ironclad is a big metal ship, not a boat. Last time I called <laughs> a ship a boat, I got yelled at. <laughs> so ironclad is our Irish red. It's definitely going to be the malt in our lineup. You're going to get a lot of really nice, rich, deep, caramelized notes. Um, I get a lot of like bready chocolate, like almost like a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, real sweet on the nose, a little yeah. bit of uh, caramel, and I even, I never even thought of like chocolate chip cookie, but I even get a little bit of that. I was like, oh shit, he's right. <laughs> when you're here brewing, it's great. When we walk across the street and we walk back over to the brew house again, it's just like, oh, I'm in a bakery right now. <laughs> it makes you hungry. <laughs> it's like walking through Costco and they're making cakes. It's the, yeah. the best smelling part of the store. It just never gets old. No, it's so good. You know? I remember back in the day when I'd homebrew at our old apartment and just all the neighbors got to smell whatever I was making. That was fantastic. And they'd also come help you drink it, huh? Oh, no. Not <laughs> not those neighbors. Um, but no, this beer, this this is really good. It's really easy to drink. Um, maybe too easy. To, no, just kidding. Um, it's very caramely and it's just what you're looking for. Uh, this is like a good after workout beer. It's great after workout beer. I know it because I've done it <laughs> several times. <laughs> it uh, it has just all the minerals that you need to recharge after that workout. <laughs> Got a carb load after that that good workout. Uh, we uh, we used to rotate through a couple different red recipes, um, just working out our our baseline and our flagship beers. And this one kept coming back up to the number like number one on the charts for all of our reds. It was. Um, kind of just happened <laughs> yeah it took us by surprise man because we we're, we're like really eclectic uh we make over 65 different beers and 72 that's now 72 now Jeez. yeah we've been we've been busy doing some serious r&d and innovating uh never stop innovating that's my thing never stop researching yeah right and then that's not even counting like spindrift series alone there's there's like what are we up to that one 30 that's our single malt mm -hmm. uh single hop ipa series 
so we like to have like uh, four different styles of or four different beers for each style that was on the board, like the light to the malty to like pale ales and then IPAs and then bigger IPAs and dark beers and stuff. And like Anthony was just saying, this one, we just kept going through it. And it was huge distro beer for us, too. And it was like that one really just like took us by surprise and it's just resonated with everybody. Huge hit. It's not the big, hazy, uh, mm, you know, no. <laughs> hipster beer that everybody's chasing after. That's but what it's, got me. Yeah, you know? but it's it's one of the best yeah. ones. It's so easy to drink. I know yep. my wife who's standing over here, it's her favorite beer to drink when we're here. So um, it's just a killer beer that everyone can enjoy. You don't have to be a haze head. Or We'll sample through these as we go on. Mm-hmm. All you sort of touched on it, your day job, if you will, before mm-hmm. opening a brewery. Give us a little more of what you were doing in the Navy. Uh, as far as underwater construction... We, so without getting too techie, I have a tendency to kind of just ramble on about this <laughs> stuff. There's two teams. There's only uh, team one in Virginia and there's team two uh, out here. And there's about 150 of us underwater construction divers when we're like fully manned up. Mm-hmm. So our uh, area of responsibility was essentially the Mississippi to the Nile and team one had Nile to the Mississippi. So okay. anything in a pack was ours. And we did a lot of uh, oceanfront uh, facilities, inspection, repair, maintenance, a lot of contingency operations, like building boat ramps and the, a lot of mooring systems. I don't know if you ever like drove down like, where's that, uh, 405 and you're going through like Long Beach and you see all those uh, magazines out there, the mm-hmm. big concrete magazines mm-hmm. where those ships got to moor up when, they're, when they can't come into port. We maintain all those mooring systems. Okay. We do a lot of cable work. There was one one job uh, when I was out here at the locker. We would go out to San Nicolas Island to make sure they always had like a fuel riser and water riser because everything has to be logistically like brought into them and stuff. So mm-hmm. welding, cutting, jetting, blasting, did a lot of concrete um, concrete work, a lot of uh, demo work. Yeah, you name it. Anything you're doing on the surface, we were doing it underwater. That's insane. I, yep. I didn't even know. I didn't really realize that was a job until I was reading up on you, stalking yeah. you before we came <laughs> here. So, what about you, Ant? What was your job before? Volunteering. Uh, that's uh that's something that Ollie loves to joke about. <laughs> <laughs> so before I was another uh, funny story. <laughs> before I started living at Poseidon, I was uh, I was living on a farm, oh, uh, and I was doing just about anything that I could. I was raising pigs, chickens, turkeys, making cheese, uh, apple orchard, persimmon orchard. I, I was just hands-on anything I could do and learn. I was doing it. Wow. And then uh, this guy rescued me, as he <laughs> liked to say. <laughs> uh, he was essentially homeless. No. <laughs> he, had mean, a, he had a hammock. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a really nice hammock. <laughs> That's what counts, as long as it was comfortable. Uh, so my joke is, you know, I became a brewer because I was a pig farmer, and I just wanted to give the animals <laughs> the best food that I could. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, though. You made cheese? Yeah. So when are you going to start selling cheese? Well, that's uh, that's the thing about cheese and dairy. It is probably worse than alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> the regulations that you have to go oh. through, if you don't have a huge operation or the right operation, it's it's hard. That's unfortunate. Like I was saying earlier, Poseidon, one of the OGs when it comes to breweries of Ventura County, how did it get started? Like, How did you just decide, like, well, I'm done... Uh, doing some shit underwater let's let's start brewing so, beer so yeah when that that career that career is winding down it's like what are you gonna do next and my my wife uh vanita she's like well i'll tell you what you're not gonna do you're not gonna sit around your house in your underwear and it's like i was like well, that's good because i don't wear underwear in the first place so <laughs> <laughs> and i can get ugly quick <laughs> but sorry yeah, neighbors so, yes but like back in like 2004 or 5 time frame i really started getting into like craft beer and uh, started home brewing it all started out with like that little Mr. Beer kit and right. I built like a homebrew system and kind of got really good at it, man. I was like, I was, I was winning some awards. Uh, I really gravitated towards it. And my personality is like, if I'm, if I'm interested in something, I'm going all in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like that career was winding down. This interest was picking up. We had to talk like, Hey, Vanita, what do you want to do? And it's like, well, we, we always said that we'd rather look back and like, 10, 15 years, and and even if it was a colossal failure to say, well, at least we gave it a try, then look back and go, I wonder what could have happened. So it was just that leap of faith. Let's shovel some more coal and get this thing burning, you know? Yeah. So far, I mean, so good. Yep. The beer's good, so. Thank you, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of beer, let's want to crack one more. Yes. Yeah, so let's do, uh, let's just go down the road right here. What yeah. do you think, Ant? Grapefruit? I think grapefruit. Or, okay, cool. Yeah. So this one, 
the beer that has no name other than grapefruit IPA. <laughs> We've talked about this over and over. Like, what are we going to name it? What are we going to name it? But then it's just like, I think it, it got to a point where there was, there was no way that we could rename it because everybody just knew it as grapefruit <laughs> right. IPA. And it's like, this is literally hands down the number one beer that we make here. Wow. Uh, yeah. This one, it started off as a, uh, a seasonal. It was so popular. I mean, we literally, there was, there was like people that would walk in and I see him walk out and they had growlers and I walk in, I'm like, Hey dude, what, what happened? You know, is everything all right? And he's like, yeah, I told him we didn't have grapefruit on tap. And I was like, you tell me I had 10 other beers. He's like, yeah, he didn't want to hear it. And I was like, wow. So that was like the first moment was like, this freaking beer is like on fire, you know? And so, um, another interesting thing about this beer for kick it over the ant for he's going into the tasting notes of it and stuff. This beer, we actually use local sourced, uh, citrus from local farmer. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've taken it from several different farms. Uh, the one that we've worked that we've worked with for the longest, uh, it's been really great to us, is uh, Mud Creek Ranch. Okay. This beer is a labor of love. It's labor intensive, <laughs> other than brewing itself, <laughs> right. just to get all those grapefruits and like process them to put them into the beer. Uh, so we like to support local when we can. Yeah, that's and awesome. That's, that's, and we've never changed it. It'd be so easy to go buy some flavoring and put it in here or something, but like every bit of orange or grapefruit that you're getting out of this is from local source citrus. Yeah. And, and you answered one of my questions was, is it real fruit that you guys put in there? Yes, sir. And absolutely. That's one of the fun things that we try to do here is if we can source that fruit locally for our beer, we, yeah. we will do our best to find it locally. That's awesome. We do it on Bubblehead, Bubblehead Blood Orange uh, Pale Ale also. We get blood oranges from King and King Ranch out out in Fillmore. Mm. They've been really, really awesome. Bubblehead's hand down my favorite beer that we make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so grapefruit, it's, um, it's going to be a really nice caramel color to it. Uh, and right off the bat, you're just getting just massive wafts and nose of, of grapefruit with a pretty good caramel background to it we use some crystal malt in there to to give it a little bit of a body and just try to elevate it so it's not just grapefruit sure <laughs> uh and then the hops we use a lot of uh simcoe and cascade in there to really bring forth those those citrus notes as well yeah and i would say that on the nose i was like Whew, a lot of grapefruit, mm-hmm. but when you get in there, it's not it's not overpowering. It's yeah. a nice little addition to the hops, and yep. you don't have to be exact. But what sort of range of Ivy uses on this? Well, that's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have it as we we try to shoot for about fifty four IBUs on okay. there, kind of mid range. It's on the lower end, yeah, 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 about mid range. Yep. So it's it's definitely a gateway IPA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get a little bit of fruit. You got uh, yeah. not too crazy on the IBUs. Uh, there's a lot of beer festivals that I've worked at, and people will come up like, "Oh, I don't like IPAs." My, you should just try the grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it'll get you hooked. It's the one I always see you guys pouring at the festivals. There's always grapefruit. That's for sure. It's the gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gateway beer for Poseidon. That's how we. That's we. That's how we set the hook. Talking about the names and this one just being called grapefruit, and some of your other beers have some. Really good names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do you get more comments about, Chocolate Starfish or Dirty Diver? <laughs> <laughs> well, the the one I think we get more comments about is when they mix the uh, the Bubblehead Blood Orange with Dirty or uh, Chocolate, Chocolate Starfish. starfish. Yeah, the Bloody Starfish. Yeah, oh, there's some people, yeah, there's some people make some interesting <laughs> names out there. There's no, there's no shortage of like uh, comical character out there. Yeah. Yeah, that was a discussion. Like, we really going to put that on the board? People going to get it? You know, we got we got some interesting uh, feedback off of like Instagram and stuff. Like, hey, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is what that means. <laughs> and we're like, oh yeah, yeah, we know, we know, yeah, we know, yeah, yeah. If anybody doesn't know what those mean, just Urban Dictionary is your friend. Man, we should break that beer out. We uh, just released it like a couple of days ago or a couple, about a week ago. Um, that beer is phenomenal. I love that one. Well, speaking of gateway beers, what got you guys into craft as drinkers, not so much as producers? You guys have that gateway beer that I did. I got I got two stories I could tell right now and do some name dropping. You want me to go first? Yeah, man? no, your story is the best one. <laughs> do it. I'll start picking them up. You drop those names. So there I was, <laughs> knee deep in grenade pins and fighting about. No, I'm just kidding. Wrong, wrong story. <laughs> 190 feet. The only air I had left was in my watch. No, I was on a I was on a train down to uh, San Diego. 
they're like, ding, the beverage cart, the beverage cart's on, uh, open. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that's a beverage cart. So I'm like, hey, cruise on down there. And I turn around and there's like this, uh, beautiful freaking bottle, screen printed, big gargoyle. You know where I'm going with this? Yep. And I grab, I grab, I was like, oh, well, that's freaking interesting. You know, so I grabbed that thing. Um, get back to my seat and it was literally one of those moments where you pull it away from your face and you look at it and you go how in the hell did they put that in that freaking bottle you know how did they make that and it was like it was arrogant bastard it was just going from like Coors Light to Silver Bullet never slow you down to <laughs> right. something like that or put you back in your seat and yeah, it was well. like wow this is a freaking amazing beer and it's like and I was kind of like that that kind of fed into it another one I like to say you know we were at this special place called Applebee's one night and <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, Did you have your tux on? Yeah. I have a tux on and order my like tall Coors Light at the time, you know, <laughs> we all did it. It was all, it was all about quantity, right? Mm -hmm. it, anyway, that's, that's another side joke. People are like, why'd you get in a beard? Well, I got a drinking problem. I only got two hands in one mouth. I couldn't get, <laughs> I couldn't get it in quick enough. So I might as well just start a brewery, you know, so I'll never run out. But, uh, we're there and he's like, what do you guys got on tap? And at the time it didn't even dawn on me, like tap, what, what's on tap? You know, it's like, right. and she's going down the list and, uh, she says, uh, Firestone Walker, uh, double barrel. Oh yeah. And I was, and this guy like loses his Kool-Aid, like, oh, oh yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. I'll take that one right there. Like just all stop. Nothing else matters. And like this thing shows up beautiful, like mahogany tan head. And I like, let me have a sip of that, man. I take a sip of it. And I was like, oh dude, that's a beautiful freaking beer. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to finish this course, you know, because I don't like to waste anything, but <laughs> I'm going to, that's going to be my next one. And those, those are like the two uh, pivotal moments that stuck with me of like what craft beer could be, mm -hmm. you know, uh, for me, it was, uh, growing up, my, my best friend, his parents kind of just took me under, under their wing and helped raise me. And they were huge winos, nice, huge winos. So we always joke, you know, go down to the wine cellar, which is just the coat closet in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I have a big background in culinary arts. So if I didn't drink, I had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't really say that there was one individual beer or experience that got me into it. It was just I thrusted myself into this industry with eating food. And then I'm like, well, if I'm eating food and cooking food, what's that food going to get drinking with? Yeah. Wine, beer. I'm like, beer has so many options and it's fun. And then again, you know, I was a pig farmer. Right. So <laughs> I had to somehow make more food for my animals. <laughs> so did you um did you avoid the whole cheap beer phase? Did you jump straight oh, into the oh, good stuff? No. I oh, mean okay. everyone everyone goes to high school, right? I was gonna say <laughs> you're talking so fancy. I was like, did you avoid the, the uh, PBR days? I to this day you could go into my refrigerator and find some banquet. <laughs> Just a nice reset beer. Or on the beach, I'm always drinking some kind of Mexican lager. I mean, when I have tacos, I'll usually have a Pacifico. I'm not oh, going to yeah. lie. It's, that's, my, that's my guilty pleasure right there. Very nice. Kind of switching around to talk a little bit about the branding. Let's talk about the tap room a little bit. First of all, uh, I love the name of the tap room, Davy Jones Locker. That's, that's pretty good. Thank you. Uh, you guys do a great job of hiring good people. Uh, your, your beard tenders are always phenomenal. You know, they're always good. They're always making you feel, they answer any question you have. And this sounds like a commercial at this point. I swear it's not. I wrote this down. Um, <laughs> so I think that's one thing that helps, set, uh, you know, set you guys apart from other breweries in the area. But from a beer standpoint, what do you guys think sets you apart from other breweries in the area? From a beer standpoint, I mean, let's just face it, dude. There's a lot of people, a lot of breweries, local that are making some phenomenal freaking beers, yeah, you know, and I got You got to give that credit. So for me to sit here and say, it's going to set us apart or above, or I mean, that's just, that would be very freaking excellence without arrogance, you know, but like, <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing that we strive hard on is we don't stop R and D and we don't stop innovating. We keep pushing it. And then like, uh, we never rest on past accomplishments. A lot of these beers you're drinking right now went through like several different like tweaks to get them exactly the way we want them, you know, because we're such perfectionists when it comes to that stuff. I mean, it's, I tell, I tell people like, um, 
They're like, you guys never brewed a bad beer. I'm like, I haven't, but if I ever did, you'd still never know about it because right. I'd put it, I'd put it down the, I'd put it down the drain before you guys got it. Like, like yeah. when we were talking earlier about how I have that uh, unique responsibility to the public That's right. <laughs> of of uh, doing the QC checks all yeah. the time. Got to check that CO two. Yeah, you know, a little extra added buzz benefit off the side of it, whatnot. But like, <laughs> but it's. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of what I call cussing and discussing that goes over these beers <laughs> and tweaking and whatnot before they go out. And another thing is like we uh, with all the R and D and uh, innovating. I mean, we keep adding on new beers, like new styles uh, or or new newer like renditions or or like uh, over here. Anthony Anthony's other title. I don't know if you mentioned it earlier, but is the uh, supreme overlord of Firkin Magic. <laughs> And self-appointed. Does that come he, with a wand? Yeah. He he has made some phenomenal, freaking phenomenal. I mean, he's got like a cult following for those casks now. So we take oh, yeah. the base beers and we actually take them to another level of uh of enjoyment. So um I think that's just something that we do. And then as far as the uh thank you for for giving the compliment to the team. I mean, they they're great people. Mm-hmm. And it takes uh it takes heat and pressure to make a diamond. And we're always, we're always on top of like not only process improvement for beer, but process improvement for taking care of our guests. I like to call them our guests because when they're here, they're in our house and we want to take care of them. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and to speak to that little um, peek behind the curtain, I know you guys did some like secret shop brewery things back in the day. We did. We did a lot of them. We were huge fans of the secret hopper. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm not supposed to disclose this. I may have been one of them at some point. <laughs> oh, <are> you? <laughs> I hope it, I was the nice one. It was always fun to read them. Like, okay, they're talking about this person. They're talking about this person. Like the guy with the big beard. I'm like, oh well, okay, well, we know who that is. <laughs> yeah, I probably get fired for mentioning that, but uh, I, I never had any issues when I was here. So, oh, that's um, awesome, man. We finally yeah. meet one of the secret operators. <laughs> cool. Okay. You never know what's coming your way on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, they do a great job. I mean, you talk about innovating stuff. You guys have done a really good job, like innovating. We we did a Zoom. Uh, you know, guided tasting for lack of a better term with the daughters and Nkasi. You guys have done it. I think yep. a few of those. You guys were both on them talking about beers. Um, what are some of the the innovations and pivoting you guys have had to do during COVID to to stay competitive and stay afloat? Operations, man. Your 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 tap room model is really under siege. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you have to you have to shore it up. And I'm super happy that we made it through without getting too much battle damage uh but it was a challenge it was it was (laughs) it was a challenge we did pretty good overall but like you definitely like if you were in any leadership or management position you better bring your freaking a game every day because it ain't it wasn't business as normal and we had to pivot luckily we're small we're agile but anybody who has to pivot from normal operations and then bring a crew along with them and let them see the the vision of how we're going to make it through this, mm-hmm. let, let alone manage and lead day to day operations, that has been a challenge and probably like the biggest the biggest challenge of of owning this brewery in seven years. It's it's can't be understated, you know. Well, I think you guys did a great job. Um, the different cask releases you guys did were awesome. The the virtual tastings were really fun. So you you definitely had better I don't know ideas to to tackle it and and make it happen. So uh, hats off to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, has it um, created more of a distribution? Like, have you been forced to can more because of all this or? Lord, (laughs) here's everyone's forced to can more right now. Right. Here's a here's a fun fact for you. We were never a packaged brewery. So that's why I say when when we had to pivot, we had to pivot into packaging. Yeah. And that's where, thank God, Vanita was working with Blind Tiger when she started working with them to do this branding and get these labels ready for these cans. A lot of other breweries out there are just going to be like, oh, I'm glad they're (laughs) – I'm not going to say the smartest comment, but like (laughs) it's a volume that was unknown to us. And like a pallet of cans was like 6,000 something cans. And that was just kind of like a to-go accoutrement to the the taproom business model. We were probably going through a pallet of cans every five months-ish, you know, Mm a couple here to go, whatnot. And and when COVID hit, we were going through that same amount in 20 days. Jeez. We went from a, a, a five month to a 20 day burn rate. And it was just, and that is literally can doing it 
We've got the crew uh, labeling, filling, sealing, capping, four-packing, <laughs> every one of those by hand right now. Everyone stepped up yep. huge. Everybody and stepped up huge. They were, I mean, we're filling one can at a time. <laughs> wow. Seeming one can wow. at a time. And it uh, it gets it gets a little uh, laborious, and you're just beating your head against the wall. But right. man, the, uh, the morale that everyone came into came into the canning operations they well they got it done yeah it sounds like uh bottling homebrew just one <laughs> bottle at a time even a caveman can do it yeah. <laughs> remember those commercials yeah. <laughs> geico well and it's awesome that you were able to keep people on to can it wasn't just like all right guys we'll see you hopefully in a year or something like that so that's that's been yep. nice i imagine Yep, that was that, that was something Vanita and I felt very strongly about is that, you know, we would have to exhaust all means before before we started cutting hours and we wanted to keep everybody as whole as possible. That's amazing. And so it was uh it was that was a big motivating factor of pushing as hard as we did. Yeah, that's really amazing. It shows. So hats off to you guys. Um speaking of these cans, let's talk about this other beer we have in front of us. This thing got a little warm. <laughs> I kept trying to shake it about into the, the fruit beers, though. They they do taste pretty good warm still. <laughs> so Rapture of the Deep. Actually, kind of a, uh, another cool terminology for like underwater related maladies like DCS, uh, decompression sickness and whatnot. Rapture of the Deep. That's where the name came from off of this. Okay. Uh, plus, we like to like name things that kind of rhyme a little bit. So Rapture Raspberry just kind of like clicks a little bit. One of the biggest, uh, a lot of people don't see Vanita a lot, but, but she has heavy influence in what we brew and, uh, and how beers turn out and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. she's, she's like one of the super tasters. She could pick up dicetal <laughs> and parts per billion in a freaking lake. <laughs> and it's, and it's just mind blowing her palate and her, uh, her ability to come up with styles. So I'm not a fruit beer drinker, mm-hmm. never really was. Benita wanted to start doing a, a a fruit beer style, and we built up one grain recipe that we use for all these. Okay. The only thing that changes is we slightly change the hops a little bit sometimes depending on the fruit that we want to kind of marry it a little bit more. Sure. Um, but there's several of these, and this is uh these these are seasonal. We have seven of them now. Yeah. Man. Yeah, we got passion fruity pants. We got <laughs> watermelon. We got tropical with pineapple. We got this one. We got cherry. We got uh, boysenberry. Boysenberry. Uh, the you've uh, been ghosted. Tangerine it never comes back. Tangerine. <laughs> Wait, what is that? <laughs> yeah, that, is that was ghost pepper. Uh, no. Oh. So you being you've been ghosted was a a special fruit blend release that came from it was Oregon Fruit Company, right? I believe it was. Um, <laughs> and it was blackberry lime. Oh, and it, it smelled and tasted phenomenal. But I was one of those head scratchers, and we sat on that beer for quite a while <laughs> until we actually released it. It was just came off a little too limey. Oh, <laughs> so we're like, all right, we need to fix this. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to brew it again. Like you've been ghosted. That's the name. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I like that. It was a challenge. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so back to the beer. Uh, and Anthony hit on it too. We use uh, Oregon fruit. I mean, they've been phenomenal. Huge, hugely popular beer. I'll let Ant get into the taste of notes. So this is probably my second favorite beer that we make here. And okay. I have no shame to say that I love fruity beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, raspberry is like one of my favorite fruits. And as Ollie said, we use one base malt recipe for all of the beers, which is really awesome. It it almost has like a very light crackery mm-hmm. quality to it that just blends with so many different fruits. So if you smell smell this beer, it's, it's raspberry straight off. Yeah. Like, there's no hiding it. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you stick your nose in that thing. It is straight up raspberry. And whatever uh, malts you guys are using, they're nice, they're light, they get out of the way. Yep. And they just kind of give it a nice little light mouthfeel and let the fruit shine through. The biggest compliment that I've, I've gotten from these beers is people always say, it's a fruit beer, but you can still taste the beer. Mm-hmm. It's not just you're drinking fruit. <laughs> right, it's, it's well balanced. It's not... Um, won't mention any names. Some San Diego brewery that likes to fruit their beers. <laughs> it's, it's very good. And yeah, this whole series, uh, Rapture of the Deep, all of these different fruit beers, it was born from Vanita and her love of the watermelon blonde. Oh, that that's <laughs> that, a phenomenal beer. That beer, it's next month, 
probably mm. starting next month, people are going to start asking, so when's watermelon coming out? When's watermelon coming out? When's watermelon coming out? <laughs> he hits on something, man. People, sometimes I get so lost in the sauce. I'm like thinking about like this new tap room build out and yeah. stuff and whatnot. And people are like, when's starfish? I'm just walking around talking to people. When's chocolate starfish coming out? Like two months before it's coming out. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess we should put that on the brew schedule. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for a reminder. Yeah, they 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 keep us straight, man. That's funny. So, other than COVID, not COVID related, what have you guys done over the years to kind of stay competitive in the market? I mean, obviously, turning out good quality beers is probably number one. But what kind of things? What, what have you pivoted on? What have you uh, ran away from? That sort of thing. There's multiple beers that. Well, let me, let me back up a little bit. So it's a package deal, really. You know, it's, it's, uh, an old mechanic buddy of mine told me one time, he's like, suck, squeeze, bang, blow. That's what makes an engine go. You know, it's like, so you, but you, you can't take away the spark plug and it's going to work. You can't take away the freaking carburetor and it's going to work. It's like, you got to have a package deal. And you use the, like, the metaphor of like, you know, lead, leading and management, you know, that team is up front. They're the cylinders. They're firing. You're back there clutching and, uh, gearing down or gearing up or whatnot to, to keep operations moving smooth. So it's like, um, you know, saying that to say this, it's like, it's, it's the team and it's working on the team. I mean, we could, we could, we could make beer, we could tweak beer, we freaking, we can innovate beer, but it's, it's all, all the way up to the point of the, of the front line or the people in there doing the mash, the people in there doing the boil, the people up here greeting the customers, the people up here like educating everybody. So it's like, to me, that's kind of how I just kind of condense it down. It's like, if you, um, if you have a well-trained, a well-trained small force can beat a big army any day. I don't think sure. the, I don't think the opposite's true. So we got a, we got a tight crew, we got a small crew and we work hard consistently on making sure that the crew does what we need them to do f- for us and them to be successful. Yeah. My favorite metaphor that, uh. He somehow missed on because he used to talk about it all the time. <laughs> getting old, man. Getting old, man. <laughs> uh, is he'd always say that Poseidon, the brewery, is is an oyster. And, you know, you have the the brewery itself. That's going to be your shell. And then the the back of the house, the, the, the brew house, that's the meat of the oyster. That's mm. kind of like, well, without beer, you don't have a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Step one. But then the tasting room and the 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 beer servers and that phenomenal crew up there they are the pearl of the oyster like you can't make beer if you don't sell beer <laughs> that is quite accurate uh so yeah it was it was definitely customer service and mm-hmm. bringing people and make, letting them feel like they're coming into our home and giving the best service that we can with the best beer that we can make right yeah two parter right there if you want to, uh, instead of looking like internal, external, also we've we've uh, we've done a lot of uh, fundraisers. We believe in giving back. My motto is like we're we're not in the community; we are the community, and I think that resonates and that goes a long way with our uh, our guests and our customers too. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. at the uh, easiest end of that, I've seen you guys at every beer festival that's you know for not for profit that's for some sort of charity you guys are always there like doesn't doesn't matter when or where i always see you guys there if it's in california mm-hmm. um who does most of the brewing these days the actual the labor of it the bearded wonder over <laughs> here yeah he ran me off <laughs> it took him a few years but he, he took, finally did he it. took my job he has more important things to be doing like testing <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> walk us through like a typical brew day for you well, I begrudgingly wake up, <laughs> uh, and I like to say that we are the lazy brewery because we start at 9 a.m. I love that. And not 5 or yeah. 4 or 3 like some of these people are. <laughs> these people are nuts. <laughs> uh, and one of these days, I'm going to start, you know, night brewing. <laughs> the, the kitchen days will never leave me. <laughs> uh, so a typical day is Jake and I. Jake um, is pretty much the brewer's assistant now, brewery, okay. brewery assistant, and he... He's great. Uh, not German, Australian. <laughs> uh, him and I show up. We get our cup of coffee from Beacon. To the place then, next door? Yep. Place next door. Mm-hmm. They keep us They keep us going. <laughs> nice. oh, they're, they're my sanity in the morning. I love Beacon. <laughs> this is my shout out. Beacon's not, Beacon's not paying me for this. <laughs> but dude, if you guys want a phenomenal coffee, you have to go to Beacon Coffee. They're, they make some amazing roast over there. Nice. 
We get the whole brew house set up. So the grain, we lay it all out. We double check our numbers and we're, we're off running probably by nine, nine twenty in the morning. Okay. And it's a pretty typical seven hour brew day, seven and a half, eight hours. Sometimes those, oh crap, nine. <laughs> if nothing goes wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, shoot. If you know how to brew, you know how to brew it. That's true. You throw the grain yeah. in the water. <laughs> um, so typical day, we, get the brewing done and we try to squeeze in as much as possible. If we mm-hmm. can rack a beer on the same day, we rack a beer. We're always carbonating a beer or getting ready for the week's distribution on the brew day. Do you have a favorite style you like to brew? Not so much drink, but like, is there like, oh, this one's this one's fun because I get to dry hop the shit out of it or something. <laughs> that's me. That's, that's, that's all him. I'm always like, no, what does no, this beer need? I'm no like, it needs hops, more hops. No more hops. It needs more hops. <laughs> it needs more hops. There's, there's the shortage of hops. Uh, always. <laughs> when we were trying to brew a lager for the first time, he wanted to brew a Pilsner, which is the IPA of lagers. <laughs> um, I got shot down. <laughs> favorite style, I would say it's, it's probably going to be the fruit beers. Okay. Adding in the fruit to figuring it out. Do we put it into the boil? Do we throw the fruit into secondary? Do we layer with multiple do- doses? Do we let it sit for longer than normal and almost like cellar the beer? Mm-hmm. That one's been really fun. Nice. My favorite, you know, I love hops, man. I do. But I, I think my favorite beer to brew would be barley wine. Okay. Because it is taxing. And it's yeah, not that I easy. I mean, you're you're like maxing out your equipment. You're maxing out your a mash ton of small. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're uh, you're pushing everything to another limit, and you're not cutting anything with dextrose. I mean, that beer has to be balanced right, and it has to be like big and in your face. And then the trick to that is like make it where it's not. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's it's. Uh, I'm always up for the challenge when brewing the barley wine, and we brew our uh, bullet holes and duct tape barley wine. Man, it's like we should just name it Brian's barley wine. But like, <laughs> like, I love that beer, man. It's just, it's, I'm a huge Bigfoot fan. But oh yeah, so I had to have, I had to have like one in the lineup. Uh, one of our like big heavy beers. We should be releasing that in what a couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah, mm-hmm. get Sorry. ready, summer. Here it comes. <laughs> Sign me up for that one. Um, all right. So before we do these rapid fires, let's talk about this last one that just got placed in front of us. After a million requests on when you guys are brewing a hazy, when you guys are brewing a hazy, when you guys are brewing a hazy, when you got, it's like, okay, I guess we better brew a hazy. <laughs> I'm getting, the, I'm getting the point here. And this is literally our, uh, our second one. And this is with, we're still working on the haze a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of, yeah, this I think I know yeah. what happened, but <laughs> <laughs> as far as like hitting the nose and the mouthfeel and the, the the juicy quality of it, it's not as hazy. It's not a glass of fruity gravy, as I like to call right. it. It's a very, very sessionable, like hazy. That, and we we take the IBUs on these and we bump them up a little bit. Okay. That's one of the things that I was just always kind of, you got this real powerful nose and you got a good couple sips and then it just kind of goes like flat after like two or three to me on, mm-hmm. on a lot of the hazies I've tried. And I was like, you know, I want this thing to like last through the whole, like through the whole glass. And we bump them up. We call them like West Coast hazies. They're a little bit higher on the IBUs than normal. And the hops, the hops from this one is Zamba. I think I mentioned that earlier. It's a proprietary blend. They won't tell me what it is. BSG, <laughs> if you're listening, I need to know. <laughs> and you want to hit the flavor notes on this? I kind of want to hear what you have to say about it. Um, well, yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting on the nose. Um, it doesn't smell like a hazy, like a typical hazy. I get a little more caramel on the nose than I do out of, out of most hazies. Because I go through moments of like, oh, yeah, it's definitely juicy. It's hazy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of an IPA. I'm like, ah. Uh... Okay, I'm going back to Ironclad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely get a lot of juice up front. It gets some some citrus. Uh, I'm I'm picking out maybe just a hint of pineapple, something that kind of makes your tongue go. Yeah, a lot, lot of tropical notes in yeah. there. Yeah. A lot of a little candy note. Mm-hmm. Like when we first put the dry hop in, the candy was just rolling off of it. I was like, holy moly, what do we just make a big Jolly Rancher or something? And it's like <laughs> that kind of leveled out, and a lot of the uh, tropical fruit notes and citrus started coming coming into the blend yeah yeah this thing we did 33 pounds in a seven barrel batch shit of hops that's a lot of hops yes <laughs> it was, it was I, it, talk it about hurt. volume loss <laughs> 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 it was the first time that i've seen ollie actually like uh we should probably use less hops <laughs> <laughs> nonsense but yeah the um 
the bitterness, the little bit of extra bitter that comes through really helps clean it up, dries mm-hmm. it out a little bit, which uh, leaves you wanting more. It doesn't just leave this, like you said, gravy sitting on your yeah. tongue. So it's it's very nice, very pleasant. What's ABV on this? Because it, it, it drinks very sessionable. Yeah, this one came in about seven. All of, all of our IPAs, we kind of stay in the wheelhouse about seven, seven, two. Okay. Um, and IBUs, oh man, we were about- I think it's we, about 30. Yeah, we cut this one way down. Typical IBUs were about 70 to 72 for us. Uh, and then this one, we took it all the way down. Well, it's it's extremely easy to drink. This is this is uh, I want to go sit on the beach and have a few of these. Like it's that it's that beach style beer sneaker. <laughs> it is sneaky. <laughs> Before we wrap things up, uh, I definitely want to end with some rapid fire questions. Does that mean you need a rapid response? <laughs> yeah. Forty seven. Are these yes and no questions? So first thing that comes to mind, don't think about it too much. What's the first beer you ever drank? Oh, I know. It was a Budweiser. Same. It was a it was a freezing ice cold Budweiser <laughs> in a trailer park in South Carolina. <laughs> Doesn't get any more whiskey tango than that. <laughs> What's the first beer you ever brewed? Grapefruit IPA. I want to say it was a Christmas beer that I named Bah Humbug. <laughs> <laughs> it had it all in there, man. It had like damn Belgian candy, freaking like oh, it was, it was insane. Like yeah, twelve percent, like orange peel, all kinds of crazy stuff, like something you see from Dogfish Head. It was just pretty. <laughs> it was pretty freaking eclectic. What's the first beer you brewed and sold? The first beer through the tap. The first beer through the tap. The first one that we hooked up was actually Wainimi Wit, was a which was a wit beer. But the first beer that Poseidon never brewed was uh, Amphibious Amber. What about you? What was the first one that you worked on that got sold? Grapefruit IPA. There you go. <laughs> Cans or bottles? Uh, well, I mean, you can make really cool candles out of what, the bottles. What beer? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm always the three sides of the coin person. There's heads, there's tails, and there's that little rimmed edge around the sides. Like, So it's like, what beer am I drinking? Then that might make a difference. That's <laughs> true. I like them both. I'm not prejudiced. I'll drink them both. <laughs> What's your favorite beer food pairing? Yeah, you can never go wrong with pizza and beer. <laughs> it's a match made in heaven. Oysters and a fam, uh, fam bra or fambois. I can never say it right. <laughs> Frambois. Better than me. It's Wednesday night. What are you drinking? Whatever's in my refrigerator. Fair. Whatever I brought home from work that day. <laughs> R&D. <laughs> Wednesday night, what am I drinking? Origin and tonic. Is it cold and rainy outside? <laughs> <laughs> can I get a weather forecast on this one? Because <laughs> that might drive my decision-making process. Uh, anyway, ice cold beer. Craft made. What is your beercation destination? Man, I have got to get up there and see these massive hop fields and barley fields uh, to get in touch with where like everything comes from and and meet those folks that run those organizations and those those uh, that equipment and stuff. I mean, I think that's the missing link for me right now to tie it all together. Mine's a little more selfish. It's going to be up in Montana with a cold beer in my hand floating down a river. <laughs> All right. But other, other than that, man, I'd probably have to go to Prague because yeah. I, I think they got some big beer bath freaking thing in the bottom of the basement or something or like, <laughs> oh, actually, I'll sign me up for that one. Yeah, let's all go. Group trip. <laughs> yep. uh, what's your favorite outside, so non-Poseidon beer? I don't even have to hesitate, man. Sierra Nevada. I love I love their beer. I love everything they do, everything they stand for, sustainability, mm-hmm. the way they run their company, their team. Their, their logistics. I mean, I've done tours in both, uh, Chico and the new Mills River and it's just top freaking notch. It's very motivating. It's very captive. I mean, it's, I can't say enough about them. Their beers are, they're phenomenal freaking beers. Like every year I look forward to Celebration Ale and every year I look forward to Bigfoot Barley Wine and mm-hmm. like they got some go-tos that are phenomenal with, and the things that they do with hops and just, and not just hops, but whole cone hops. They're, it's, it's, it's all inspiring. Favorite brewery? I- I'd probably have to say Imagination Brewing Company. They're uh, the small little seven-barrel brewery up in Missoula, Montana. And I think I love them so much because they remind me of, well, us. they super innovative. They just crank it on a small little uh, seven-barrel system. Nice. Um, They push out great quality beer, and they're constantly innovating and trying new things. Shout out to those guys. Uh, What's your favorite non-beer hobby? Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Which is very hard to do during a pandemic. <laughs> it's a little close quarters. <laughs> I'm all, man. I'm all over the place again. Like, like play my guitar, 
not that I know how to do it, but I like to make noise with it. <laughs> Running, exercise, you know, I think I, you, it's a package deal also, man. You got to be physically and mentally like fit, especially now in today's age. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really look at it as like a chore, but it is kind of a hobby, like working out, like running. Um, uh, if, uh, if I had a bunch of money in the bank, I would have all the old cars I used to have, you know, <laughs> 66 Galaxy 500, oh, nice. uh, a 47 Plymouth. Yeah, I'd, I would have a, I always joke, always joked that I always wanted like a one bedroom shack with a 12 car garage attached <laughs> to it. You know, so I guess, I guess when you condense it down, man, I'm a motorhead at heart. Yeah. I love, I got like an old 70 pickup truck and I still got like a damn 78 Husqvarna WR250 that my parents bought me when I was in eighth grade. It's like, <laughs> I don't get rid of anything. Um, but I just love anything and everything about automotive stuff. Yeah. Nice. What's your favorite guilty pleasure beer? Something you may not tell people that you drink. Oh, I tell everybody what I drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's my favorite part. They they think I uh, I go home and only drink craft beer. I'm like mm, Tecate. guilty pleasure beer. Oh man, where <laughs> you come up with these questions, man? Uh, ah, I think half of them she came up with. <laughs> For me, it's kind of like uh, you're asking a, a professional cook. Whoa, you go home and like you cook anything you want, right? Like no, I I eat top ramen when right. I'm at home. <laughs> pick up some drive through. Yeah, I can't pick one, but I'll tell you this. It takes a lot of damn cold beer to make good wine, and it takes a lot of wine to make cold beer. <laughs> and I got some, I got some uh, friends uh, over at some of the wineries in town. The Stray Cellar is one of them. And Scott, he loves Ironclad Irish Red, and I love their reds that they put out. You know, it's just, it's so. Sometimes it's like the guilty pleasure would be a really nice glass of wine. Nothing you know, wrong with that. Uh, and then finally, what is your favorite word or slang for being drunk? Ooh, this is a new one to me. Uh, thanks to Jake, who comes from Australia. So I've been learning a lot of new slang. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, we're just going to go get pissed up tonight. I'm like, pissed oh, I like up? That. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, mate. We're going to go drink a couple of Danzel Froffingtons and just get <laughs> pissed up and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I use a lot of different ones, man. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite man is shit, freaking shit house, shit house. It's a classic. <laughs> that I is used a to, classic. I used to have an old master chief one time. And he's like, "Man, let's get cocked," and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, okay, cocked, let's do it." <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you guys so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your amazing beer. Uh, if you guys want to check out Poseidon, come out Ventura five seven seven seven. That's three sevens. Uh, Levis Park Drive, Unit Q in Ventura, California. Find them online, PoseidonBrewingCo.com and Poseidon Brewing Co. on the socials. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate thank it, you, man. Greg. Appreciate you. Thanks one last time to Aunt Nolly for sharing their delicious beer and hanging out with me. So good to have an interview back in person, share beer with real people in real life. Also wanted to add that right now I'm sitting here drinking their Sirens Kiss IPA. Stopped by over the weekend, grabbed a four-pack. May have also hung out for a little bit. This is a collaboration they did with our friend Britt over at Naughty Pine Brewing, the soon-to-be-opened Naughty Pine Brewing, as well as with Sage Vegan Bistro. It's an IPA that was brewed with the Pink Boots Blend, which is cashmere, my favorite, Atinum, which I probably screwed up, Citra, Laurel, and Sabro, and One Malt, which is American Two-Row. It is really crushable, and this drink's like a very sessionable IPA. It's really good. So if you guys are in the area, if you're in the Ventura County area, go grab yourself a four-pack. You can find us at theunfilteredgentleman.com on the socials, The Unfiltered Gentleman, or leave us a voicemail, 805-538-BEER. I think that's everything. Hope you guys enjoyed, and most importantly, hope you guys are staying very well hydrated. And on that note, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.